Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. I'm presenting a series of programs on the subject of forgiveness, and today's program is a continuation of the previous broadcast. Now, in the previous broadcast, I was explaining that it's very important to be forgiven, to actually receive his forgiveness and live with the forgiveness that you have. And I was explaining the transitions that people go through as a shortening of the time that we spend wrestling with the sins that we commit and then concluding with resting in his forgiveness. So we wrestle with the fact that we commit sins. We recognize that it is evil. We assume that our God holds our sins against us. But then after a while, we stop and we believe the truth that he has truly taken away all of our sins because of what he did on the cross and that he doesn't hold them against us so that he can continue to love us and accept us and grow us by meeting the deepest needs of our hearts so that he can transform us from the inside. So this time that we spend from sin, condemnation, recognizing that he doesn't hold our sins against us, and then being at peace, this time begins to shorten. It shortens from a few days to a few hours to a few minutes to a few seconds. And once we are at peace with the fact that our God has to work with us and mature us in the midst of our sinfulness, when we are at peace with that, then we begin to truly rest in the forgiveness that he has for us, and we start living a life of being forgiven. I also explain the importance of recognizing that sin is so evil, it is so wicked, that there is no way we can compensate him, or anyone for that matter, for the sins that we commit. To say that is not to minimize the importance of sin. It is to recognize that it really is that bad. In our context between us and our God, we owed him a debt that we could not pay, and he paid a debt that he did not owe. That was the kind of forgiveness that he exercised towards us. In this program, I would like to continue with this and explain how this will transform us in such a way that we can share the forgiveness we have received with others who hurt us. To forgive others as we have been forgiven is something that you can only experience in the new covenant. It is something that you can only truly experience when you are resting in the forgiveness that he has for you. And as I have explained in the previous program, it is very unusual, very unusual to find anyone who identifies themselves as a Christian that understands the forgiveness that they have. And so if you can identify the few people who do recognize that, then only a fraction of those are truly able to follow through with that belief and rest in that belief to the extent where they can then forgive others with the forgiveness that they have received. Let me say it differently. If you have not received his forgiveness for you as he gave it, you don't have forgiveness to give anybody else 
don't be surprised if you encounter people who you would assume would be forgiving, but are not, because they have no capacity for it. They have no forgiveness to give. They may think they do, they may believe they do, but they don't. So in this program, I want to talk about forgiving others as we have been forgiven. Now, I understand that this can be very difficult for you to think about because you probably have not spent a lot of time resting in his forgiveness. And so I would encourage you to consider listening to this program again a few years from now after you have spent some time resting in the forgiveness that he has for you. And when I say a few years, I am not exaggerating. I'm telling you the truth that it quite often takes several years for a person to really begin to rest in God's forgiveness. If it happens too soon, I start getting a little bit concerned. I start getting a little worried. I'm reminded of the parable that Jesus gave concerning the sower and how things can spring up out of the ground a little bit too quickly and not have the necessary roots in order to truly grow as they need to. So also, unless you have the real roots of being forgiven and living With the forgiveness of God, you're not going to find this to be very easy. You're going to find this to be very difficult. So please allow yourself some time concerning this. But when it comes to forgiving others, there certainly is no lack of opportunity. I feel very confident in saying that everyone who listens to this will be able to understand what I say when I say you've got plenty of people who have been in your life and who will probably be in your life in the future who have hurt you deeply. There is plenty of sin in the world, and chances are you have been the recipient of some of it. And the pain that you have, the suffering that you have, is probably tremendous. Now listen, I know what it is to suffer. I know what it is to be hurt. I know what that means. I know what it means to be violated, to be betrayed. I know what that means. I know what it means to be used and to be abused. I know what those things are, and so when I tell you about this, I'm telling you what I have personally experienced. I'm not just telling you something that I read in a book or heard from some professor while working on a degree in some college of some kind. I'm telling you something that I know personally deep inside. I am truly speaking to you from the bottom of my heart that I know what it is to be in pain because of what people have done to me. And I want you to know that I have experienced freedom from these things. I have experienced forgiveness towards other people in the midst of the sufferings that they have caused me. I know what this is. I really do. And so please pay attention to what I'm going to tell you. It's not complicated. It truly is very simple. After you have rested in the forgiveness that your God has for you, you will then have forgiveness to give to somebody else. Now, let me tell you how the Lord explained this to me. The way he did it with me was that one day, as I was studying the scriptures, the Lord spoke to me, and he asked me a question. He asked me, Aaron, do you like to go fishing? And I said, you know, Lord, I'm not really much of a fisherman. I mean, I'll do it, but I'm not really that interested in fishing. And he said, I understand, but when you do go fishing, how do you like to go fishing? And I told him, well, Lord, you know, I don't really like to use a pole. I'll use a pole, but what I really like to do when I go fishing is to just use the line and the hook. And he said, yeah, I noticed that. Why do you do that? And I told him, because I want it to be more personal. I want a more personal experience with the fish. You know, when the fish bites on that hook and gets hooked on the hook, and I start to pull that fish in, I want to really experience the struggle with that fish. 
the struggle between the fish and I is a struggle between my hands and his fins. And I pull that fish in and bring him to the bank of the water, and I take him out of the water, and I'll cook him and I'll eat him. That's how I tend to go fishing. And he said, yes, I noticed that. When you hook that fish, you hold on to that line, don't you? You really do. You hold on to that line. Even if it cuts into your hand, you won't let go of that fish. And I said, yes, Lord, it can it can turn out like that. And then he showed me something that I never really understood before. He said to me, Aaron, did you notice that you were in just as much bondage as the fish? That even though the fish was on the hook, you wouldn't let go of that line. The difference, of course, was that the fish could not get off the hook, but you could let go of that line. And I said, Lord, you know, I never really thought about it that way. And then that was the end of the conversation. And I sat there at my desk, and then the Lord revealed something to me. He showed me about a circumstance that I was experiencing with another person. And he showed me that this person owed me. This person owed me a lot. This person hurt me deeply. They sinned against me in a very dramatic way. And I was very angry about this. I was angry because I was afraid, first of all, they were going to get away with it. And second of all, that maybe somebody else might do this to me again. I was afraid and so I was angry. But when I was thinking about this, the Lord brought to my attention the fact that this person owed me something that they would never be able to pay. I mean, the sin was so bad. It was so evil that there really was nothing that they could ever do in order to compensate me for what had happened. I mean, even if they died, it still wouldn't change anything. It wouldn't change anything about how I felt inside. It would change nothing about the pain that I was experiencing in my soul. There was nothing that this person could do. They couldn't apologize. They couldn't repent. They couldn't ask for forgiveness. They couldn't lay a sacrifice at my feet. They couldn't commit suicide. There was nothing that they could do to fix this, to make it right, to turn back time and make it as though it had never happened. There was no way that that was ever going to take place. This person was on the hook. But I was holding on to the line. And what I needed to do, if I was going to be free from this, if I was going to be free from the pain and the suffering, what I needed to do was first recognize that even if they wanted to, there was nothing that they could ever do in order to fix this. There was nothing, there is nothing, that they can ever do in order to make things right. The reason why is not because it's not that big of a deal. The reason why is because it is such a big deal. They can't fix it. They can't do anything about it because the sin is that terrible. It really is that terrible. And so the only thing that can be done is for me to no longer require them to pay a debt that they cannot pay. By default, in a way, I pay a debt I don't owe. But the important aspect of this is recognizing that they can do nothing and so no longer expect them to do something. No longer expect them to make things right. That was the kind of forgiveness that he gave to me. And if I will acknowledge the truth about the situation between my God and I, then I can also acknowledge the truth about the situation between myself and others. That was the first step in my understanding 
of what it means to forgive others with the forgiveness that I have received. Yes, it is something that I can describe in an intellectual way. And people do experience this in some ways, regardless of whether they know the Lord Jesus or not. But there is something different about the living God showing you this, that not even I in this radio program can tell you. There is something different about the Spirit in you who testifies that this is true, and you believe it because He tells you. There's something different between that and when I tell you that it's true. And so ask the Lord if this is true, and listen to Him to see if He can confirm that this is the only way, that there is no other way. Forgiving others with the forgiveness that you have received requires you to receive His forgiveness so that you can give it to others. And the forgiveness that He has given to you is a type of forgiveness that you owe Him a debt that you cannot pay, so He no longer requires you to compensate Him. So also, others owe you a debt that they cannot pay. You must no longer require them to compensate you for the loss. This is forgiveness, the forgiveness of God. Now, when you experience this, you'll probably discover that this happens over a period of time. Days. Weeks. It happens over a period of time that you wrestle with the issues. You remember the pain. You feel the pain as if it was happening again right now because your feelings cannot tell the difference between the past, the present, and the future. Your feelings are nothing more than responders to whatever it is you're thinking. And so it is as if it is happening right now, as if it is happening in this very moment to your feelings. And so it may be a few days that you wrestle with this, and then finally you just simply end the issue by saying, I'm not going to pursue compensation. I'm not going to do it, because there is none. There's nothing there. And this time period shortens. And then this comes up again later on. Another couple weeks later, or months later, or days later, it comes up again. And you wrestle with the issue again. And you have to forgive again. You have to exercise that recognition that there's nothing that can be done, and let it go. You have to let it go, because there is no other way. There, there is no alternative but to recognize that. And the amount of time that you spend dealing with this will begin to shorten. Whereas before it took days, now it takes hours. And then it takes minutes. And then it takes seconds. And you know this issue that I'm referring to? Now when this issue comes up in my own mind, it takes only fractions of a second to resolve it and to get past it. That is the kind of forgiveness that I experience, that I know, that I can tell you about and encourage you to pursue, because I believe you can know this forgiveness also. I believe that you also can experience the forgiveness of God in such a way that you can forgive others with what He has given you, and experience the freedom that He has called you to. Freedom not only to draw near to Him, but also freedom from the pain and suffering that you have experienced from the sins of others, that there is another form of freedom here that completes the gospel, that completes the new covenant, that completes the intent that he had in forgiving you. It wasn't just a matter of forgiving you. It wasn't just a matter of him being able to establish 
a relationship between you and him. It wasn't just about that. It was also about you being reconciled with others. You being able to live your life even in the midst of the sins of others so that you can live with them. You can love them. You can engage in a relationship with them in the midst of their sinfulness, the midst of their sinfulness that they perpetrate against you. And again, it's not to give an excuse for their sin, just as what I have described does not give you an excuse for your sin. It is about a recognition of what it really is. And it is about a recognition that the only way you are going to experience peace and rest is by letting this issue go, by no longer requiring compensation. Now, having said this, and I did give the impression that you can be reconciled with other individuals so that you can continue to have relationships with them, I'm not suggesting that if somebody's hurting you that you should continue to put yourself in harm's way. That's something different. It's one thing to forgive others who have sinned against you. It's something else to continue to put yourself in a situation where you are continually being harmed by another individual. And you have to make choices concerning that, if you're willing to live with that or not live with that, if you're going to continue to expose yourself to that or not. Those are individual decisions based on individual circumstances. I'm not wanting to imply something else besides forgiving others for what they have already done. I'm not talking about here is a way that you can continue to live a life of being abused in some way. That's not my purpose. My purpose is only to share with you the reality of the forgiveness that we have been given. And when you experience this, you know full well, you will know full well that this was not about some intellectual decision that you made. That this was not about you just deciding that this is the kind of forgiveness that you're going to exercise. When you truly grow in the forgiveness that he has for you, and you experience the freedom and the peace that you have in him, when you experience that first and you see it being transitioned from you to someone else, you'll know that you cannot lay claim to this. You'll know that you cannot boast in this in any way whatsoever. You will know that this was a work of God. In my own heart and in my own life, in my own experiences, I have experienced the living God interacting with me in a living way, a living way that is beyond educational enlightenment, but a relationship with a person who is actively participating in my life as I live it, just as I am actively participating in his life as he lives his, that we have a mutual experience that we are having right now. And when I understand that, I understand that this truly is all about him. Because he is the one who has initiated all of this. He is the one who gives to me what I truly need. And what I share with others is something that I have received from him freely. Not something that I have earned. Not something that I have applied out of my generosity. But something that he has done. He has done a work in my heart in such a way that I have no alternative I have no alternative but to let it go, to let the sins of others towards me go. I have to do it. There is no other way. He has exposed me to the truth that he has revealed in such a way that for me to deny the forgiveness that others need and that I need, for me to deny others' forgiveness would be a rejection 
of the forgiveness that I have been given. That's what it comes down to. That's where it ends. It ends at that point. When you finally discover that you do it only because that is the way life is, that is the way your life in Christ truly is, when you discover that, and you discover that you really, deep down inside, you just can't help but do it, when you discover that, then you understand that you do it because it is the reality of life. And if you deny forgiveness towards others, it is as if you are denying the forgiveness that your God has for you. It comes to that point, and when that happens, these issues are resolved very quickly. And so you are able to live your life in a peace that is divine in nature, that only he could create. You live your life with rest and with peace in the deepest part of your heart because you are free from the sins that you have committed against your God and the sins that others have committed against you. And as you experience that, you are able to truly move in to the next level of your growth and maturity, which has to do with discovering even more what he has given to you, that he has not just given you his forgiveness, but he has given you so much more. But this is another subject, the subject of the will of God and the inheritance that you have received as a result of his death. And I would definitely like to encourage you to listen to the programs that I have done on the will of God and our identity in Christ as well. Those are some very good programs that are a very good follow-up to the subject of forgiveness. But with regards to the subject of forgiveness, I want you to understand that forgiveness is not truly complete until you are forgiving others with the forgiveness that you have received. First, a person needs to understand that they have been totally forgiven and that the Lord does not hold their sins against them, which is why I spent so much time in several programs in this series addressing the importance of recognizing that he no longer holds our sins against us so that we can then begin to rest in the forgiveness that we now have. We must then rest in the forgiveness that we have and live our lives being at peace with our God with that forgiveness. And then, then it will be possible to experience the forgiveness that we have received as we share it with other people who have sinned against us. It is then that forgiveness becomes complete. It is then that you experience a sense of peace and rest that can only be experienced in the new life that we now have because of what Christ Jesus has done for us, because of what he has given to us. And only then will the door be opened for us to truly begin to walk in the newness of life, of maturing in our faith and growing to know our God in a deep personal way where we can begin to truly see his love that surpasses all understanding, that can only be understood spiritually between you and your God. And this, of course, is another beginning. There truly is no end to what your God has for you. You've been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 383, 
1-800-273-8253, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80937. Or use the donation link on our website, livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net.